In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hey there, missionaries. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bad Tribble, welcoming you to another episode of Previously on the Mission. The Michaud Mission is taking this week and possibly next week off. That's yet to be determined. As some of you may have already heard, my partner Vincent Williams and his family suffered a loss last week when Vincent's mother passed away. So, of course, Vincent is going to be taking some time off from the show to deal with some more pressing matters, as you can well imagine. Uh, I'm sure you all join me in sending our thoughts and prayers out to Vincent and his family, um, including his brother Damon, who is a devoted missionary every week on our Facebook group and on our live stream. In light of that, what we've chosen for this episode of previously, well, what I've chosen is actually a couple of Vincent's favorite episodes. It's episodes 85 and 86 when, for Halloween, we reviewed Blackula and then followed up the following week with Scream, Blackula, Scream. Uh, these are the noted horror classics from the black exploitation film era of the 70s, starring William Marshall. These are favorite films of Vincent's, as all 70s films are. And the reviews that we did of them are actually two that Vince uh, rates pretty high. So I thought it would be cool that for the first time ever, we replay both of those reviews back to back, starting with Blackula and then followed up by Scream, Blackula, Scream. Then as a little bit of a bonus, um, there's an interesting thing that happened on our Scream, Blackula, Scream episode again this was episode 86 of our show very early in our run and vince and i were kind of like still trying to play around with the format a little bit but we were quickly falling into the the uh the style of small talk and film banter before we got into the review however on Scream, Blackula, Scream, Vincent and I seem to have this very interesting, or at least we thought it was interesting, conversation about my preference for cake over pie. Then we got into a conversation about what do you call your grandmothers, ending on the proper distinction for cheesecake. 
And some uh, somewhere in the midst of all of that, cupcakes take a hit as well. This was probably 10 to 15 minutes of banter between Vincent and I that is on the Scream Blackula Scream episode before the episode starts. So this is very much early on in our run. Um, it's probably the most self-indulgent we've ever, ever been. And probably the type of thing that gave way to people more or less saying, can we just get to the review? So I thought it was interesting then listening back to it. Now I thought it was still kind of interesting. It's still kind of funny. It's still kind of silly. So I tacked it on to this previously on the mission. However, it comes at the end of the show. So you can listen to the hour review of Blackula, listen to our review of Scream Blackula Scream, and then you can just end the show. But if you like, there is bonus content at the end where Vincent and I go on a cakewalk, as it were. So enjoy this episode of Previously on the Misho Mission. And if you have any suggestions for what you want to hear on Previously on the Misho Mission, please hit us up, email us at mission at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, at hashtag previously, and let us know what you want to hear previously on the Michelle Mission. Or if you're really feeling cool, you can leave us a voicemail at t- two, at 215-867-9666, and tell Vincent and Lynn what's on your mind as far as previously on the Michelle Mission. Put some sunshine on your face. I got mine. Go get yours. Peace out to my brother. Here we go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble of Black Tribbles fame, and I am joined by my partner. Hey, hey, this is Vincent Williams. It's All Soul, Wednesdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on GTownRadio.com. It's 1972. It is indeed 1972, baby. Lock up your daughters. Yeah, well... Or at least lock up one of them if she looks like Vanetta McGee. That's right. Because Blackula's coming to town, ladies yes. and gentlemen. William Marshall, Vanetta McGee, Denise Nicholas, and Thalmus. Thalmus Rosala, baby. It's 1972's Blackula. This is Vince's choice to yes, kick sir. off our month of black horror films here on the show. Mission. Uh, you shall pay, Black Prince. I press you with my name. You shall be Blackula. Blackula. A black Avenger. Rising from his tomb to fill the night with horror. Blackula, Dracula's soul brother, deadlier even than he. You know, he is a strange dude. You're a nut that ran in front of my cab. You're the only imbecile on this street. 
1972 black exploitation thriller. Yeah. <laughs> During a visit to Transylvania, an African prince played by William Marshall gets turned into a vampire by Count Dracula, played by Charles Macaulay. Sealed in a coffin for several lifetimes, Blackula, as Dracula names him. Yes. <laughs> Reawakens in 1970s Los Angeles, leaving a trail of bloodless victims in his wake. He pursues Tina, played by Vanetta McGee, a woman who bears a striking resemblance to his dead wife. Meanwhile, Dr. Gordon Thompson, played by Thomas Rasula. Thomas Rasula, baby. Rasula. And top cop Lieutenant Peters, Gordon Pissant, are hot on the blood suckers trail. This movie also stars a young Afro Denise Nicholas. Yes, Lord. And is directed by William Crane, uh, featuring music uh, by Gene Page, a screenplay mm-hmm. by Raymond Koenig and Joan Torres. And is another of the fine productions produced by American International <laughs> Pictures. American International put them out there for you. Yeah, they put it out there for you, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the selection of Vince, as we mentioned, kicking off our month of horror films. Yes. Vince, what say thee? What say me about Blackula? You know, I think I said last week that that I didn't want to sh- I didn't want to do Blackula I wanted to do Scream Blackula Scream which I said last week was the better film mm-hmm. and I'm wrong this is a better film than Scream Blackula Scream I think I have watched Scream Blackula Scream more because Scream Blackula Scream it gets a little campier mm-hmm. and a little more over the top yes here's the, the thing about Blackula Blackula is not a bad movie there are two things that keep us from really talking about Blackula as like a good film. First, the name is terrible. <laughs> like, it's really a dumbass name. But is it terrible? Because it is catchy. It's a terrible, <laughs> stupid name. <laughs> Second, the makeup is atrocious. Yes. The makeup is absolutely awful. And I think both the makeup and the name we've run this is the first time we've run into this on this show. Something from the black exploitation period that 
kind of frustrates me mm-hmm. and where I really do think that the negative connotations of the term black exploitation come into play. Mm-hmm. If there was just a little bit more effort expended on this film, right? You got an actual film here. Like this is this is a film that very easily could have been spoken of when we talk about the Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing Hammer films okay. of this moment. Mm-hmm. Which are definitely of this time. William Marshall, I, I think we've talked about William Marshall and Abby. Uh, we, we've talked about William Marshall generally. A really solid, good actor. Oh, well. and And I think, you, you know, one of the things that, you know, almost one of the running jokes when we talk about Blackula is that you have this, you know, Shakespearean level actor mm-hmm. in the midst of this ridiculousness. Yeah. And that's sort of the that that's sort of the hot take right on um on Blackula. But you know when you watch this film, this is a solid cast. This yeah. is a solid cast. Thalmus Rosella, I love Thalmus Rosella. I love him as a character actor. I think he he might be my favorite 70s character actor. And we talk about people who are deal breakers. Mm-hmm. Thalmus Rosella is a deal maker for me. Okay. Like I will watch anything that Thalmus Rosala is in. And we've talked about him. I think the only time we've talked about him on this show is in um New Jack City. Yes. Speaking of favorites, and and it's 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 appropriate we were talking about Regina Hall earlier, because um part of why I love Regina Hall is that she's the full package. I think Denise Nicholas is easily one of the most underrated black actresses that has ever acted. I could go there. Yeah. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes. You, you, you know, you got to start there. Like, you, like, And she really is just beautiful. She's a good actress. She's also hilarious. You don't see a lot of it in Blackula. But like when you see her in other projects, you know, appropriately enough, because um, Bill Cosby's wife in Uptown Saturday Night, Kitty Lester, mm-hmm. plays the cab driver. In mm-hmm. this film, Denise Nicholas plays uh, Bill Cosby's wife slash love interest in the other two films in yes. that scene. So, you know, and let's do it again and a piece of the action. Yes. And what I always say about Denise Nicholas, she's funnier than Bill Cosby in let in um let's do it again. Certainly in piece of the action. Right. Like he plays Mongo Slade and Mongo Slade is very, very funny. Denise Nicholas is funnier than him. Mm. Vanetta McGee. Big fan of the McGee sisters, you know. Obviously, Lynette is the one that we always talk about. From, but I'm um, Sparkle, and from just being wonderful. <laughs> like, like I think, I think you know Lynette McGee from being wonderful. Mm-hmm. Always like Vanetta McGee. Also a good actress. I think the storyline. This is sort of the the classic vampire storyline. It is. You know, Very you much. have the vampire who comes back and sees his love reincarnated. Mm-hmm. And they play it straight. Yes. They play the plot straight. He just wants to be reunited with his love. Reunited. And, and it, it feels, feels so good. And, and She's the second herb. The second, second peaches. peaches. Yes. The second peaches. And, you know, I think William Marshall is a good enough actor that that weariness 
and sadness that you get in the best portrayals of vampires. Mm-hmm. He has it. Like, I think he is as good of a vampire as, as Christopher Lee, frankly. Well, yeah. Yeah, I can go. Yeah. I mean, you're saying that, but like when we talk about depictions of vampires, Christopher Lee always comes up. Like you kind of well, start. Well, he comes with, up because he did it so much, right? Yeah. But you know, you kind of start with Bella Lugosi, right? And then you kind of—I mean, this is who we talk about. Um, there's some interesting things going on, and we can talk about a little later that aren't really followed up on, and it's a shame. And it's a shame, but we'll talk about that. Uh, you, you know. Like I said, I think it it plays it straight. It doesn't play it campy, mm-hmm. and and I think this is you, you know by the end of the film, I was like, wow, I think this was a good movie. Like I think I like this, but you know, again, it's kind of hard to get over the hump of the two things that I mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, and then you kind of go from there. So I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed Blackula non-ironically non-fodder for jokes mm-hmm. you know I have a t-shirt with Blackula on it and and you know the way it's, it's like you look at the posters for Blackula and it really is very much in that exploitation tradition oh yeah they played it up big time and once you get past the publicity and you actually watch the movie it's something here there is something there, uh, and also I think by nature of this movie being in 1972, which is very early on in the black exploitation movement in films, right, right. so that so much so that it's it's not the black exploitation. It's just they're making more black movies, right, right. And it's a year after Shaft. It's a year after Sweet Sweet Back. Exactly. Song. So they're trying. So they're trying to do. They're they're still building. The 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 template for black black films in the seventies, right? You know, and this is an opportunity to uh, take what has been built of the template so far with Shaft and and Sweetback, and put this into the horror genre, right? And smartly in doing so. They like the best of horror genre, uh, horror films and vampire films, like you say. They play it straight, and Dracula always plays best when it leans on its uh, gothic horror romance uh, beginnings, which you saw in the first Dracula with Bella Lugosi from way back. I mean, it's a slow movie, but at the, at the end of the day, it's, Dra- it's at the end of the day, Dracula is a love story, you mm. know? Um, this one is even more so because of the tragedy that happens in the beginning with uh, William Marshall playing Mama Wule, um, or I think I, I may be mis- mispronouncing it, the name, the African Prince. Yes. Um... And losing his wife the way that it, way that he does, and then thinking that she's resurrected and going after her in the in the role of Vanetta McGee, uh, there, there's a tragedy there because you, to a degree, are kind of rooting for Blackula, right? Um, and William Marshall, you can't help but root for him because William Marshall, he's an imposing figure. The man's six foot five, mm-hmm. solid man built man but you can tell that just when he walks into the room 
Never mind when he opens up his mouth. When he walks into the room, there is just dignity has come into this room. Yeah. You know, aristocracy has come into this room. Royalty has come into this room. You, without, I mean, the, the production values let down the film. At the beginning of the film, they say it's set in 1790. <laughs> they walked into a, sta- a, a soundstage yeah. in Los Angeles. Um, it, there's nothing 1790s about it. it never mind even uh, the dialogue, because there's no way you can tell me a black man or a white man or any man in 1790 was not using the word pseudo-intellectual. Yes. And he says that in yes. the 1790s part. I'm like, okay. I'll just take my hat off yeah. and put this over here next yeah. to me and just, just watch the rest of this yes. film. <laughs> but he plays he, he pulls it off because it's William Marshall and it's that deep voice that comes on, you know. Um and you you want to root you want to root for him because as much as he can he's giving it his all in this movie. He's giving you the full William Marshall. Yes, he is. And you want this movie to stay with him. Thomas Ros- uh, Thomas Rosala is is he's right there with him. The script ain't giving him nothing, but I'm giving it. Right. I'm giving Dr. Gordon Thomas is going to be every bit the adversary for Blackula that um Van Helsing was for Dracula. Right. It, it damn it. Yes. <laughs> Denise Nicholas. She ain't given nothing to do in this movie. Let's be honest, you know, but, but, but be there and run around with Thomas, but she's being there and she's running around with Thomas and she's doing, she's doing her damn thing. And I know? think they have chemistry and they kind of, eh, I don't know about that. She's a good actress. Mm-hmm. So she acted like they had chemistry. Right. I don't know if they really had that much chemistry. Well, I think he had more chemistry with the police captain. Everyone is drawn to Thomas or Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> That being said, um, there is a lot to like in this movie. Three things let it down, though. The production values, which point to the make- the makeup, which is like, I don't know what ha- what is happening yeah. there. That is, I mean, it points to the makeup. It points to the fangs, which look like, yeah. I don't know what these fangs are that are sticking out of people's mouths. Yeah. Um, so that lets them down. The you know something. What else did you say? Let it down. I said the name itself. Like it's hard to get. Past it, it's the hard name. to get past that name. It especially especially since Dracula gave him the name. Right. I should call so, you Blackula. So it just lets you know that Dra- Dracula too was racist. Oh, I love racist Dracula. The racist Dracula. <laughs> you know, because he wants to buy his wife. He wants to yeah. buy his, the dude's wife. You know, yeah. the dude comes there like help me put down the slave trade. Yeah. Uh, I don't see nothing wrong with the slave trade. Right. Matter of fact, how much you want for your lady? Right. Like, whoa, Dracula is wrong. Dracula is racist. Dracula is wrong. I didn't know that Dracula was Leonardo DiCaprio from Django Unchained. Right, right. But that's what he was. Right. Um, so that that does let it down. And I'm sorry, Vince. The other thing that let that movie down is Vanetta McGee. What's wrong? What's right about Vanetta McGee? Vanetta McGee is a deer in headlights throughout this entire movie. That's the when role. She, when she plays his wife and when she plays the role of Lena or Tina or whatever her name is, uh, the, the resurrected yes, wife. Tina. Tina. She is she is a plastic fork. She is she is 
just nothing. She does nothing for this film. What is she supposed to do? Well, you're supposed to feel you're supposed to feel that okay, he sees her. Yes. And see and in and, and his eyes he sees his wife resurrected. Yes. You're led to believe that she, from the power of his magnetism, which Honestly, the script doesn't give a, a whole lot for him to pull off, but it, because William Nate, right, William Marshall is statue, and you yeah. know, you buy into that. You're led to believe that she gives into that, yes, and falls under his spell. You do not know if that happens because she is the same <laughs> throughout the entire movie when she sees him when she's running away from him early on in the That's film fair. she's running like and then she sees him at the club and then they're supposed to get in the bed with one another she's the whole movie she gets shot and she's okay in my defense she real fond now no, she's not. She's not a bad looking woman, but she's not so real fine that you get away from the. I'm sorry, Vince. I like her little afro. She really worked for me. <laughs> Vince, you've went from she's doing her thing she's acting doing, here yes. to well, in my defense, she's I mean, real fine. I think she's. I think. And she, now you're leaning on the afro. I think she's. She stays in her lane. I think she plays the role. I think, like, you know, I think whether you were I talking... I think she's on the sidewalk. I think whether you were talking about the woman who plays um, Mina Harker in any of the versions of Dracula, mm-hmm. I think... Because um, who plays it in the... Um, is that Winona Ryder? Does Winona Ryder play in um, Mina Harker in, in the Dracula? Oh, in the... Um, Bram Stoker in the Bram Stoker's in Bram Stoker Dracula. I want to say it is. Yeah, I think the nature of that role is that it's passive. I think okay, it's it passive. is passive, but I think she play. I think she's in her lane. But you're not supposed to be passive from the in the beginning. I mean, you're supposed to see a switch, dude. She's in what one scene before she meets? Well, you're her? supposed to see some type of switch. You don't see she a comes switch. To the funeral. She takes the hood down. Yeah, I think you're a little harsh. No, I'm not. I think you're a little. I'm not. I don't want to spend too much time. But I, I I will put her up against any of the victims slash lost love in any of these vampire movies because I think again the nature of that role Mm -hmm. is to be passive. I don't know the nature of the role of um, in Blade, the woman that plays his mom. That's 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 oranges and tangerines. What? Well, how's that oranges? Because and tangerines? she's not the lost love. Okay. Well, true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Blade is is yeah. That's a whole different deal. All right. But go ahead. I don't. I, you know. I'm not. I, well, I think I'm I not think, gonna fight you that hard. On, I think she lets down the movie. movie. I I do because there is no type of you feel no type of heat whatsoever between her and William Marshall, uh, uh, Blackula. Then you therefore it keeps you from being fully invested in his heartache, his devotion for her, his. Uh, his stalking 
of her. Yeah. You don't you don't feel invested in it. One, because she doesn't put up a fight at all. And okay, maybe she doesn't put up a fight because she gets, you know, drawn under his web. Right. But you don't know because it's the same thing she's been doing throughout right. the entire right. movie. And I think that lets it I, down. I think I would have needed more scenes with her before they met. I would have liked to actually... For me to... I actually think that it, it would have been better if Denise Nicholas was playing that role. Because I think Denise Nicholas at least... Well, right. We know that she is a more accomplished actor. Well, I, and, and I'll agree with you that. But, you, you know, I think the um, my issue with that is that I loved Denise Nicholas and Thomas Rosella together so much. Like, what I really wanted from this film was a spinoff that was like part The Thin Man and part Kolchak, the Night Stalker, with with uh, with Thomas Russell and Doctor Gordon Nicholas, Thomas, Doctor Gordon Thomas of the Scientific Investigation Division of the Los Angeles Police. Hey man, what? he got, got blazes and turtlenecks. His name, he be giving orders orders to white men. Go get me a report. I said, all right, order him around. Like I wish it was a spinoff where they solved supernatural issues in L.A. Mm. Soul supernatural issues. Mm. Like black stuff, it had to be some voodoo, of course. But but I hear, I feel you. All right, I think that lets down the movie. Okay, um, because I do. I too, like you, think that there is enough here. Yeah, that this really should have been and could have been better. The, like just the whole beginning of that film, where you lean in, where, where it uh, it opens up. And I'm talking about wanting to put down the slave trade. Right. I thought that, I mean, like, to me, the movie could have been totally set in 1790. Right. Right there. Right. Right there. That, that's what I wanted to see. But okay, they go to LA. Then what about that mentality that the, the the prince was bringing on i would have liked to see some some of that play out in the, in the 1970s la well you know what there's one line and one insinuation that i that that i was holding on to so tightly cuz i wished they would have followed it up at at a at a point early in the film when when dr thomas is starting to figure out something is up right and he's trying to get all of these police reports mm-hmm. about these missing people and they can't find the reports. Yeah. And yeah. he has this wonderful line about have you ever noticed that all of the shoddy workmanship and the reports that go missing it's always about black people. Yeah. Where the implication is that because these are black people that are the victims nobody cares. And then later in the film, one of the first people that he turns, you know, a, a, a couple of characters that don't age well at all. <laughs> what, the flamboyantly gay interior decorator who's also black. Yeah. And you realize by the end that he's been running around the whole film. Yep. And he's sort of putting together his own coven of vampires in this warehouse. And if you look at everyone that he's turned... Most of them are black. All of them are young. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're hippies or counterculture. And what I wanted the film to do was have someone acknowledge that if you were, I mean, we talk about it right now with, with missing with missing white girls. Mm-hmm. Like it's the missing white girl syndrome. 
if you were a vampire and you wanted to operate under the radar, it makes perfect sense that your victims are poor black people. Yeah. Because no one cares. Yeah. And there was that one line from Dr. Thomas. And then, like I said, it was a warehouse full of vampires. And I just connected the dots myself just watching it. And I said, kind of like what you just said about about the story opening with him commentating, you know, commenting on the slave trade. This could be something really interesting here. Really, like really, really, really interesting. But, you know, much like the makeup, much like the name, much like the production values, you get the feeling that no one was really as invested in this. Yeah. As a film. Yeah. Because you also get the feeling when you read up on the history that a lot of that in the beginning was at the behest of William Marshall. I was just, yes. Because they they write about how, reading in in Wikipedia, they write about how he actually was the one that changed the the name from a more generic name, I think like Andrew Brown or something Mm -hmm. like that, to uh, an African name. Mama Mama Lunde. Mama Mama Lule or Mama Wule or something like that. Mm -hmm. I apologize for for not mispronouncing it. Actually looking at it before we talk. Um, But even if I looked at it, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, Mama Walde. Mama Walde. That's what it was. Because I couldn't remember what they were saying. Yeah. Uh, Mama Walde. Um, He was the one that, that instituted that change. Right. So which, while they don't necessarily point to this, Makes me think that he also is the one that brought in maybe that backstory. Right. Uh, no, oh, no, they did. They said that he brought in the backstory about him going to uh, going to Dracula and looking for his help. Right. Because Dracula is like an you know aristocrat, you know the way they put, uh, plays himself um, in in putting down the slave trade in Transylvania. Right. Uh, and you can see they they put it in there. All right, William, we'll put it in there for you. But I, it, it, and I believe he did a he, he did a similar thing in Abbey, where he oh, kind yeah. of brought something to more the of script. a history to yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because, like you said, this is a man who made his bones on the stage, right? You know, that's the shame of it. You know, he's 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 he'll forever be known as Blackula, right? Some children of the eighties will remember his time on Pee Wee's Playhouse as the king of cartoons. Yes, um, but you know the shame is is that you know when you read about his his history, he made his bones on the stage in Shakespearean theaters, yeah, including multiple adaptations of Othello, yeah, where you can see him, you could just see this man, yeah, him. oh yeah, absolutely. Othello. And and this is the man with his physique, with his voice, with his airs, with his training, who should have been. I mean, he should be able to stand toe to toe with James Earl Jones, absolutely, who was his contemporary absolutely. at this time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's um, a good point. And and it's telling that at at his passing in two thousand three, you had some of the contemporaries of of his time, you know, lauding him in eulogies at his funeral, including right. James Earl Jones and Sidney Poitier. Yeah, uh, the, the, this was a, a a bad man who could have easily. You're talking about like yeah, Thomas Rosala and Denise Nicholas. You could have seen them in the sequel if this movie just had half the intelligence that he was able to bring to just that little piece of backstory, this could have been a, a more successful 
series uh, series yeah. of films. Um, you you talked about the sequel, Scream, Blackula Scream. By the time that that comes out, and I think that comes out like 74, 75, yeah. the black exploitation era is in full bloom. Yeah. Everybody's just playing copycats of copycats. It's a street money grab. Including of the horror uh, side of it, which Blackula kicked off. Yeah, I was say actually launched. So that when Scream, Blackula Scream uh, comes out, they're leaning more into that. Yeah. Because they're giving, got to give the people, give the people what they want. Yeah, and this is yeah. what is bringing them to the theater. And it is a fun movie. Scream Black and Scream is a hoot. It's a hoot movie, but it's, it, it, it pales in comparison yeah, to this one. Absolutely. Because, um, just thinking of, it's a little over the top, a little theatric, but I was thinking about, his death scene. His it's, it's it's a good scene. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. I mean, and a well directed scene. One of the few. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like with the whole, you know, watching him walk up the stairs, yeah. and it's a very well well staged scene. It I, really is. To be honest, you know, William Crane, who who directed this film. He directed a lot of television. Yeah. Prior to that, I have a funny feeling William Marshall directed this scene. Mm. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm giving him a little bit too much credit. Right, right. Uh, and but he deserves the credit. Yeah. You know. So if I'm wrong, right, right. Trust right. me, William Marshall was whispering what it's a good here. scene. It's a it's a good death yeah. scene. And you're right. It actually sticks out. It. it it does, right? It, yeah. You know the, the whole thing because, because there's everything else is so pedestrian in this yeah. in this movie, and then there are some parts of this movie that really just like they're not even production values. They're just things that just make absolutely no sense. The cabbie comes back to life as a vampire, Kitty Lester, in the morgue. God bless her. She's sitting there on a the slab. You're seeing her because she's been. Bringing out, brought out a deep freeze. Right, right. To put it in a deep freeze. That's how they explain her not coming back immediately. Right. So you see her thawing out. Yes. With a, with a towel across her. Yes. She def, you know, defrosts. Yes. As it were. Cut to the shadow of her raising up on the slab. Yes. Oh my God, she's come back to life. Yes. The 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 guy that's working in the morgue, he's on the phone outside of the room where she is, down the hallway. Yes. He's on the phone with his one hook. Why does he have a hook handling? Because he's Igor, I think. It's, I don't know. It's 1970. It's 1970. That's just how it had people losing hands left and right. She comes running out after him. Now, yes. It's a long hallway. Yes. He's tethered to a phone. Yes. That he could easily drop and run away. Mm-hmm. But he's struck in fear. Yes. At this dead creature running at him. I mean, it seems reasonable. However, the dead creature was modest enough. Yes, to put on a smock before she came at him. And tie it up. Yes. You want Key Lester to be butt naked. You want butt naked undead Kitty Lester. I want I want continuity to be followed oh, in the, if, if she if You're she, a little nitpicky now. No, I'm nitpicky if she comes running out in the towel. Yes. Okay. All right. For whatever reason the towel was wrapped around her right, right, right. as she was in the in in the back. 
Don't make no sense. Okay. But she didn't come out in the towel. No, she put on a smock. She put on a smock. Yes. And hide it up well, she in the wanna, front. She didn't want to get in the, in the way of her new vampire leg running. That That's what bothered you. That made no sense. The three complete songs by the Hughes Corporation, none of them which were Rock the Boat, that didn't bother you. But well, maybe this was before Rock the Boat. <laughs> I was like, wow, this, this, is, this is the most documentary footage of the Hughes Corporation I think exists. Yeah. And we don't need any more. The Hughes, docu- Hughes Corporation, whatever the hell yeah. they're called. And it's not a good group. Speaking of them, there was one detail, another detail about the movie that I liked. What? When you see the stills of the film, mm-hmm. and if you know, like, Blackula actually dresses like Bella Lugosi in Dracula from yes. 19 yes, whatever. he does. And it's always like, no one says anything about this man dressed like this. But it's 1972. Well, what, the, how much more ridiculous does he look than anyone else? Well, the one dude, Skeeter, Skeeter. actually says to him, boy, I'd really like that cape. And you realize, well, I guess in 1972, he, now, do you, did you did you see who Skeeter was? Did you check who that was? I was trying. He looked familiar. I couldn't figure out who it was. That is. And I just had it written down because, you know, I looked up his name. Um, oh, I just had it up. Where is it? Where is this, the cast of Blackula? That is character actor Jaitu Kambuka playing Skillet. He was in a number Skillet. of films throughout the 70s and 80s, but where most of us recognize him, he was the dude with no teeth that young quick murders in the first few minutes of Harlem Nights. Oh. Okay. How you like that? How you like that? That's a deep, another deep cut for me. Like, I said, why do I know that guy? I would have never picked That's, that up. That is Jaitu Kambuka. I would have never picked that yes. up. Yes. But he says, I sure would like that cape. And then when you look on stage, the Hughes brothers, like they have on like glotter wings. Yeah. And the one dude has on like a headband with a jewel in the middle of his forehead. And it's like, well, how, how ridiculous does Blackula actually look in this world? Very true. So I like that. And I don't know what Skillet was doing in the movie. I don't know. I kept waiting for Skillet to, to pay do off. something. Like I, kept, like I thought Either maybe. die. I, well, I thought at the end Skillet would like pick up his cape and put his cape on and then become a vampire. That's not what happened. No. Skillet was just Skillet there to, just, to comment on how nice the cape was. He's just a barfly. He's, he's, he's just a barfly. There's something else that bothered me about this film. Uh-uh. And this is, again, if you're going to say this is nitpicky. I am. I can already tell. They go to the warehouse. Yes. Uh, Gordon Thomas and his white lieutenant friend. Yes. I'll call him Robin. Okay. Because he was small. Yes. It, it, it struck me how short he was. He was he was shorter than Denise Nicholas. Right, right, He's right. A short little guy. Okay. They go into the where they go into the warehouse trying to run down Blackula, and that's where they uh, are. They get surrounded by his the people that he has turned right or or that Bobby has turned that Bob Bobby has right turned. somebody turned these right people. right um and it looks like they're not going to get out yes however this is the warehouse in which the two interior decorators yes had 
bought all of the stuff that they had found at Dracula's castle over in Transylvania yes. and had to transport it over here to Los Angeles. Right. So it was filled with all the things from from there, from Dracula's warehouse. I mean, home, including candles, which we saw earlier in the movie when you took the candle out is one of the candles that you had to light. Yes. With a match. Yes. The police officers, upon seeing the candles, pick up the candles, grab the candles as the vampires are coming at them and throw the candles at the vampires. Right. Who immediately bursts into flames. Bursts into flame. That's right. It's an unlit candle. Maybe they lit it. They did not light it. You just didn't see them light it. They did not light it. You just didn't see them light it. They did not. They did not light any of them. They threw about 12 uh, 12 candles. Also, they're Dracula's candles. So they're magic candles. What do you want, Lynn? It's a warehouse full of undead people, but you want... Now you want to talk about the logistics of candle lighting. <laughs> candles don't just burst into flames when they hit right, something. Right, right. You, yeah. They break. Yes. That's well, it. Unless they're supernatural candles. <laughs> they, they weren't, we know that they're not supernatural Are candles. Are they Dracula's candles? Bobby had to light them. Bobby had to light them in the beginning. So so your your funny argument you're trying to make doesn't hold water. Because Bobby had to light them in the beginning of the sure, movie. Sure. There you yes. The candle lighting didn't make sense in Blackula, a film about a black vampire who comes to find his lost love in Los Angeles. Any movie. <laughs> of any type of intelligence sets up its own its world and ask you to come into my world and enjoy what happens in my world. And we're going to give you the rules of my world so that you can understand everything that's going on and maybe figure out some things even ahead of time. So the rules are that the candles should have been... They had to be lit. Had to be lit. And And now now all of a sudden they became projectiles. Projectiles for the the lights and people. They became all of a sudden... they went from just an unlit candle to there were Molotov cocktails being thrown at these yeah, vampires. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. That bothered me. I, I see. I mean, <laughs> why not talk about the fact that the cross affected Mama Walde and Mama Walde, I don't think, was a Christian. I mean, why, why, I mean how, how far you want to go with this? I never even thought of that. See? That's true. I mean, you know. That's a good point. You know. Well, we can assume he wasn't a Christian. We right, don't right. know that. We he don't was. know that. You're right. We don't, we don't know, know that. that. That's true. He could have been a Christian. Maybe 1790 maybe, Africa. I mean, he was a Christian. He was coming to where, right. where, yeah. where Africa. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 was Africa like uh, had been turned? Sure. By then, the candle issue didn't bother me as much <laughs> as it bothered me. <laughs> the cross thing didn't bother me. Yes. So, what say you? Finally. All in all, of Blackula. All in all, it's not the worst movie. I've seen the worst movies. No, 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 no. And I, while I wasn't wholly invested in the film, um, it's an okay movie. It's an okay movie. It, it's certainly worth a watch. Yeah, it's cer- certainly worth a you know a, a Friday night sitting there chilling, eating uts butter pretzels which is what i was doing while i was watching right right right. um so it it, it's it's cool i think i'm in the same place as you like i was like that's not bad it's in a bad movie yeah it's not bad yeah and and 
if the shame of it is is that this is the lasting testament of William Marshall. Right. Um, but if you're going to you if the, this is what you have to appreciate the man. Right. Then this is what you I have. also think the shame of it is like I think this is a true black exploitation film in the derogatory sense of the term. Because because this is a film where the producers and many of the creators behind it did not commit to it mm. in good faith mm. the way that you should. Yeah. A film. So while this is and the only reason that they didn't was frankly because it was for a black audience. Right. And it was a black cast. Right. So while this film, because of the genre that it's in, is one of the building blocks of the black exploitation era. Right. It is also maybe one of the first steps into the black exploitation. Exactly. Exactly. Like, 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 you, you know, when, and we've talked about this in the past several times, like, you know, I think one of the arguments against the black films in the seventies was the shoddy workmanship. Right. The, the, again, the lack of good faith in Mm -hmm. the filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I do, I think that this is, this film is a perfect example of it because I, again, with just a, bit more attention yeah this could have been something yeah like this could have been something like i'm really you know i, I think there's a parallel universe where hammer films made this mm-hmm. and this you know we talk about this like we talk about you know again the um the christopher lee dracula films yeah which you know aren't necessarily fantastic films right but we love them we respect them you, mm-hmm. you know people talk about them people study them mm-hmm. You know, for genre films, they're good films, and and it is. It's it's it's. It, it, at the end of the day, I was I was kind of upset. Yeah, that this wasn't better than it was. I wouldn't mind. I think you you can't call it Blackula, but this is a movie that deserves a remake. Yeah, I think we talked about this like one year ago. We said it, did we? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you can. Absolutely, remake Blackula. Yeah, like yeah. at like in and without a whole lot of tweaking. Like I think the script can be a blueprint, and you just kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. again, you can't have like you can't have Dracula call him Blackula, right? I think you need one or two scenes where you follow up on the fact that part of of the resistance to them finding out what's going on is that the victims are black. Mm-hmm. And you got some. Yeah. Like, you got some. Yeah. I think you maybe need a little bit more time in 1790. Yeah. Setting right. that up a little bit. So instead of... Setting like, that world yeah, up a little bit Instead of more. 10 minutes, 20 minutes in 1790. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely think people should see Blackula. Yeah. Yeah, so... So there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Recommendations for Blackula. I don't think they saw this coming. (laughs) Well, again, I I think most people, dare I say, have not actually seen Blackula. Probably haven't. Like we talk about because you you look at the title, right? Right. You know, it's a joke. It's Blackula, but you know how many of us have actually watched Blackula? Right. So there you go. Well, if you are a subscriber on Brown Sugar, which is only three ninety nine a month, yes. So why aren't you? 
It's three ninety nine a month, and you get the entire. I'm putting in a plug, and we're not, they're not even sponsoring us. I'm about to tell you, you stop all that. Ain't nobody paying us to advertise for noon. Okay, it's yeah. on Brown Sugar. It's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. It's I mean, it's around. And they, like you can find Blackula. You're right. All right. Good point. Um, what you can also find is our next movie next week here on the Michelle Mission. We will be watching Scream Blackula Scream. We'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. Who dares touch these rotting bones? Who dares call forth the most horrible specter of the damned? Now he's back. The Black Prince of Darkness, Blackula, recalled by the awesome powers of voodoo to stalk the earth in a new quest for blood. Blackula. Dracula's soul brother. Seated with hate. Obsessed with vengeance. Craving young bodies. Lusting for hot blood to create new victims for the legions of the undead. something of an edge over the rest. William Marshall, again, as the Lord of the Vampires, in a relentless search for Pam Grier, the exciting star of coffee. I need you! Now he is back. Ever more evil, ever more fearful than ever before. legend of our time i'm going to read this directly from the imdb description because the plot of this film is something that you probably need to read directly from (laughs) something written after a dying voodoo queen chooses an adopted apprentice as her successor her true heir is outraged and by her true heir it's her son i wouldn't say it was her true heir because obviously he's not the true heir right because um, Lisa's a true heir. Seeking revenge, he, being her son, buys the bones of Blackula, the vampire, off of a dealer and uses voodoo to bring the vampire back to do his bidding. In turn, Blackula turns him into a vampire and makes him a slave. Meanwhile, a police officer with a large collection of African antiques as police officer want to have. And an interest in the occult investigates the murders caused by Blackula and his vampire horde. Don Mitchell is Justin Carter, Pam Greer as Lisa, the voodoo queen, introducing Richard Lawson 
as Willis Daniels, the embittered son of the deceased voodoo queen. And in the title role, reprising Prince Mama Walde, better known as Blackula, the great William Marshall. Scream, Blackula, scream. Lynn, this was your choice. What say you about the continuation of the Blackula saga? They got something here. <laughs> they really do. Okay, okay, all right. They have their fingers on something that could be great. We mentioned this in our review of Blackula, that there was so much material there that was ripe for exploration. Yes. And uh, truly picking at to and massaging to make a really, really good film. Okay. And they just made an okay film in Blackula. In Blackula, right. In Scream, Blackula, Scream, they, I think they have, I think they have an idea with the whole voodoo thing. (laughs) I think they have an idea. Okay, all right. I mean, you know, because you're talking about it's a horror movie, so you know you're going to and and black people, African American, you know, black people have you know traditions and and um in voodoo but yeah this this movie is like really this is really a, a, a stupid movie um i really i truly i really wanted to like okay i see what they're going for but oh i really don't the movie the plot makes absolutely no sense whatsoever I kept thinking that I had missed a part (laughs) William Marshall William Marshall you can see that he is just he is sweating buckets just waiting to get off of screen so he can go home um there is nothing good in this movie Thomas Rosella obviously saw what was happening and said, no, I'm good. <laughs> Y'all got this. <sighs> so, so in his place, we have uh, Don Mitchell. Oh my God. Playing the most listless. Oh my goodness. He's terrible. <laughs> He's terrible. Doll. He's terrible. <laughs> I I have never seen a man in an afro look so uncool. <laughs> I was not aware that an afro could look uncool on someone. Yeah, yeah. He he Yeah. And you mean to tell me? Oh boy. He's got Pam Greer. Oh boy. I uh, yeah. He's got 1973's Pam Greer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Please. That's less believable than the vampire coven. There is no, there is nothing about this movie that it opens up on this voodoo scene where everybody looks like they're extras from good times standing around this woman 
I guess she's dying. I don't know. She looks like she's taking a nap to me. <laughs> Vince. You know what I love about the first scene? I love the fact that it opens on this like voodoo politics. Like the voodoo group politics. I love the fact that the filmmakers assume that this is just with some black and, and this kind of carries you the whole movie. Yes. That that the filmmakers just assume it's some black people doing voodoo. Right. And that the rest of us, even if we don't do voodoo, we kind of cool with it. We down with that. Like they treat they treat voodoo like um like Jehovah Witnesses. Exactly. Like I'm not a Jehovah Witness. I don't think you you, no. you and you weren't raised a Jehovah Witness. No, I wasn't. But like you know some Jehovah Witnesses. Yes, I do. Like everybody knows some Jehovah Witnesses, even if you weren't raised a Jehovah Witness. Right. So if somebody said, "Oh, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. We don't. I don't celebrate my birthday." You go, oh, "All right." Yes. But I don't. I don't think voodoo works like that. Neither, neither do I. Nor do I think that there's a there's a thriving voodoo community. <laughs> a thriving voodoo community in in, in uh, Los in, Angeles in Los Angeles in 1973. Right. Yeah. I, I I find that hard to believe. I yeah. I think I think you you thou dost protest too much. This I mean, there's not one part of this movie that works where the other move where blackula in its seriousness yeah was fun yeah i mean you know it was you know it was a three dollar movie but it was fun right people and people were 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 playing it straight i maintain it is it is and i hate to say black versions of but it's a black version of a hammer film exactly like if you look at a couple of those dracula movies you can almost line them up together. The difference is in that movie you had Blackula and you had Thomas Rosala. Yes, who is playing a a, a worthy adversary. Right. He's a Van Helsing. Him. Yes. In this movie, you've got William Marshall, who I don't think is phoning it in in this one. I right. think he's I think he's trying to do something, but I think he realizes. Y'all just giving me the same crap. All right, whatever. And after a certain point, he he checks out and he's just collecting the check. Right. And then he's he's got Don Mitchell listless. Yes. Pam Greer, not yet quite at the height of her powers. So, and admittedly, not given a whole lot to do. It's a damn shame they wasted Pam Greer. So she's wasted in this film because she because she clearly has the the, it, it lights up the screen when she comes right. when she's on the scene. Right, right, right. Absolutely. You know, and I'm not just talking about her looks. I'm just talking about you know her presence, her, her magnetism. Is, is like there? Yeah, absolutely. But it's just totally wasted. Yeah, yeah. So meanwhile, you're left with in this movie, the only person you're paying attention to is the white guy. Right. Which is Michael Conrad. Right. Of famously from Hill Street Blues. That's where I know him from. Okay. Who. Is in a whole nother movie. Yeah. But God bless him, he's in a comedy. Yeah. So he's just having fun. Yeah. You know, I like Richard Lawson, just generally. I like Richard Lawson just as one of those, like one of those black actors who's like right between character actor 
and sort of black actor yeah like through the years yeah but that's you know, what like, he would become like, right like he never right and this is his first role and it shows but it is i think you're right i think they just sort of they just sort of threw stuff against the wall like i think the problem with this is that it's not really a blackula movie it's not like like you you know i'm you know i try and like sometimes if, if i break it down by the toms that helps me okay this movie's about an hour and a half. I think it's what one thirty-six. Yep. They spend ten minutes on this voodoo intrapolitics back and forth about who's going to run this voodoo sect. Yeah. And then Richard Lawson gets the bones and he brings the bones back. Where the bones come from? You know what, Len? I, I was willing to let that go. Look. Who went up on the roof? Because the last one we saw of, of Blackley, he was up on a roof. You know what? I almost thought they were doing this almost as if the first movie didn't exist. Because you're saying, where did the bones go? I mean, I needed somebody. Like, I don't, like, you jo- you joked about Thomas Rosella, but how come no one from the movie from one year ago shows up and says, you know, there is a precedent for this. I was waiting for that to happen. With these bodies showing up. You know, this whole thing where they're playing him as a mystery is right. ridiculous. So, but but whatever. My whole concern about that is you spend 10 minutes on setting up this situation where we, this is about a power struggle in the voodoo sect. Right. Blackula comes back, turns Richard Lawson into a vampire. That whole plot vanishes. Yeah. Yeah. So you really just wasted 10 minutes of the movie. Right. Then they spend one solid half hour at a voodoo party. Well, it wasn't a voodoo party. Well, it was the party that the voodoo sect people had to look at the um, African art. The African art. I'm sorry. Uh, just I just African. like to call it a voodoo party because that makes it sound more interesting than it was. I don't think it, right. but I don't. Okay. It wasn't a voodoo party. It wasn't a voodoo party. It was just a regular party. It was just a regular like party. Voodoo people. Because the, the guy was going to donate his African art. Right, right. Which was, looked like stuff that they sell at First Fridays. Hey, man. On the I don't even mind that. But even that, they set that up that this is this African yeah. art. It's got this connection to Mama Walde. You see the necklace. He says at one point they ha- it looks like they have a v- Vanetta McGee's necklace. Mm-hmm. And he says, Where's the matching one? And you think, Oh, okay, this is a plot point that will be important later in the film. No. No, it's not. So then they spend a half hour at this party just sort of spinning their wheels and did you dig did you dig did you dig in the midst of this everything happening at this party at one point the camera locks on an older white couple sitting (laughs) on the couch yes Yes, it's the old white couple sitting on the couch that's how you know it's a happening party (laughs) no 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 if you look all those scenes of 70s parties is always some old white people there to show that it's a happening party. Like, it's all kinds of people at the party. Yeah, but the old white people, when you see them on the, on the, in the other movies, they're there and they're talking, they're drinking right, right, with right. people. These, these, they were just sitting on the sofa. Yeah, they look like, they were like, why are all these black people in my house? You thought maybe they had thrown it. See, that would have made it more interesting. It would have made it more yeah, interesting. it would have made it more interesting. But they just lock on them for like about a good, like, 
minute and nothing comes up and nothing comes up and nothing comes up i'm telling you they throw that against the wall you know there's a, a scene or two where it looks like richard lawson's character who has been turned and then uh then blackula very haphazardly is turning people left and right because you remember in the first film i think he turns what three people yeah. Like it's the two deal art dealers that open up the box. Right. The taxi driver who hits him. Yes. Runs over him with the car yes. and then he turns her. Does he turn anyone else? Yo, yes. Because he actually oh, oh right, he turns the photographer. The, that's right. Right when he kills her. And what that tells you is that every time in that that's the difference. In that movie in the first one he has a motive. He has a motive. He's very Every deliberate. kill is deliberate. Right. And his motive also is because he sees Vanetta McGee. Right. And he wants to eat that that's the the his wife resurrected. In this movie, the guy brings Blackula back to life because I think he thinks he's going to be able to control Blackula right. and sick Blackula on the voodoo people. Right, right. You know, like why can't you just handle your own biz, dog? You know, but like but but then Blackula, just like you say, just just goes willy nilly, starts killing people. Right. There's no when we when we last saw Blackula, he had killed himself. Yes. Because he lost the his only reason the only reason he wanted to yeah. still be here. So now he's brought back. He has no angst at all. They try to they try to drum up angst right. in the end. Like the last 15 minutes. The last 15 minutes like, "Oh my god, I need you, Pam Greer as the voodoo queen right. to excise me of this this thirst that I have." Well, you seem to be very fine with the right. thirst when you going, "Oh, Kool-Aid," munching and sucking down on people left and right. Can, can I can I can I say a sentence out loud that I never thought I'd say and now I'm realizing I'm going to say it and I'm super happy that I get to say it. Go ahead. You ready? Scream Blackula's scream is actually an affront to the integrity of the character of Blackula. You're right. <laughs> and you know it because when Justin calls him Mama Waldy, he says, no. I'm Blackula. I'm Blackula. I'm Blackula. I'm Blackula. Yes, he does. You got a moment where he yells at some pimps and says that they have enslaved their sister what? and they are enslaved by copying their slave masters. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, maybe he's going to bring, like you said, it's easy said last week, he's bringing the sensibilities and his worldview because he's so old and he actually right. witnessed like, nope. <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're just going to kill the two. Oh, but what I was going to say, you know, they made it seem like Richard Lawson was going to like turn the coven against him. Yeah. You know, so maybe there'd be a battle between them about 70s vampire coven supremacy. Right. No, 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 no not going to do that either. And then, you know, again, the last 15 minutes you say, oh, yeah, by the way, can you kill me so I don't have to do this anymore. Mind you, when they set up the whole voodoo politics thing in the beginning of the movie. Yes. Right? Remember The Bride of Frankenstein? Yes. The, the movie is called The Bride of Frankenstein. Right. 
you don't see the bride till like the last five minutes of the movie. Right, right, right. So if this is Scream, Blackula Scream, and they got this whole voodoo thing going on, it it would have been false advertising. But if your story is that strong, go with the whole voodoo thing. Show this dude not being able to get back what he thinks is rightfully his from from uh, Pam Greer right. and Lisa. Right. Show that struggle and then him having out of last resort go to Blackula and that, you know. But actually do it. Like actually flesh it out. Yeah, flesh the yeah. thing out. You know, believe it or not, folks, it's surprisingly difficult to run down details on the making of Scream Blackula Scream. But I really did want to see the development. Yeah. Like to see if maybe this was a script for something else. Yeah. And they kind of put Scream Blackula Scream in. I mean, you know, to kind of you know, to get funding or, mm-hmm. or, you, you know, we have this one script and, but if we get Blackula in here, let's just make it a Blackula. Yeah. I don't think they work that way with black films. I think they just like, they probably wrote this as they went along. Yeah. The movie is shot in maybe four different locations and, that, and that's yeah. being very kind. Yeah. yeah the, the, the budget constraints are very apparent. It's very apparent. As a matter of fact, so much so that uh, Roger Ebert in his review, giving the film one, one and a half stars out of four, he wrote that the uh, Scream Blackula Scream shows some evidence of having been made in a hurry with limited funds, poor lighting, and a sometimes confusing plot. However, he says that despite these flaws, he praised Wilbur Marshall uh, William Marshall for bringing a terrifying dignity to yeah. his role, while Greer has a spirit and enthusiasm that's refreshing. Yes, yeah, Pam is she's she's going for it. I mean, she's doing the best she can, but 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 she is surprisingly forgettable in this film. Yeah, and really. surprisingly passive. Yes, and just sort of there, which again, I'm not sure how you pull that off with Pam Greer, but somehow they managed to do it. Well, in their defense, while she is a name, she um, she isn't Pam Greer. I mean, it's the same year as Coffee, though. Yeah, but you don't know which came out first. And No, then- I'm just saying, it's not like she's, it's not documentation that at this moment, she oh, yeah. had the chops, oh, or yeah. at least the charisma, right, to be someone. To well, she certainly it. had more charisma than anybody else in this film besides William Marshall, right? You know who I did like though, Gloria the Vampire. There's a scene where there's a woman. I think it's Richard Lawson's character's girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend, yeah, yeah, and she basically, oh puts, yes, uh, Pam Grier under her thrall, yes, and tells her to come to her, yeah. And I said, all right. Now, this works a little bit. That was interesting. But, you know, it's like, what, a three-minute scene? That's also a great entrance scene for Blackula. Like, Blackula has these great entrances yeah. in the in the movie. Because he just shows up. You, you know, he's sort of like, we. <laughs> here you go. Here's two movies that we can put together. It's sort of like in Stormy Weather, how we talked about every scene with Lena Horne. Like the scene never started with Lena Horne in the scene. Right. She always made an entrance. Yes. That's how Blackula is. Yes. In the, and, you know, that part, they nail. Yeah. Like you should never start a scene with Mama Waldy there. He right. should always bust in. Right. And it should be thunder. I wonder how much of that was them just trying to coax him out of his dressing room. I mean, hey, man. 
It, hey, it's a real shame. I was an Othello. He was an Othello. Yeah, it's, but the check cleared. So yeah. If you could you know. please report to the set. And uh, don't forget your teeth. It's a shame that they made this. Like, it's a shame that this... You say it's a shame they made it? It's a shame that they made Scream Blackula Scream. Like, right. I think this is something else. And, I, you know, I said it last week that this film is a hoot. And, you know, I, like, I can see there are parts of this that, that, you know, if I was younger and I was watching it with some friends and, you know, is more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Than Blackula, which you know, I think you think so because I actually don't think this is more entertaining than Blackula. I, mean, I think Blackula is a better film. I think you have more. No, I understand. I think you have more of the black exploitation feel to Scream Blackula Scream. See, see, I hear you on that, and then maybe there's a little bit of that, but I think that the acting is so subpar yes and the the production is so subpar the script is so confusing that even those little nuances that you're speaking about don't make for a fun experience fun. watching it i can see yeah i mean you know like i did i had there was there was no joy well I've had more fun watching this than Blackula again because I think Blackula is an actual film. Right. Like it's an actual movie that, you know, you can't just I don't know. Okay. Like I, you can watch it. I yeah, you can watch it. This yeah, doesn't this, need to be watched. Yeah. This is not fun. And it's a shame. It's it's like I said, it's a shame that they even made it. It is a shame that it Because I wish Blackula could stand, just stand on its own. On its own. Because because it's out there. You're you're moved to want to see it, and when you look for Blackula on Blu-ray and on on DVD, all now, yeah, it's put, they have both of them together. Yeah, so you got no choice, right? That's and tis a shame. It is. You know what thing I did like, and I meant to mention this last week. Oh, I bet it's one of. I like the opening credits to both of these films. There's uh, a real Saul Bass feel to them. Now that I thought was really cool. I was glad you said that. This the the opening credits to Scream Lack of the Scream aren't bad, but they tried to redo what they did in, right in, in Blackula. The opening credits to Blackula, that's banging. Yes, I mean that's banging musically. That the the graphics are are pretty on point for for that nineteen seventy two. That open that opening credit like. It's the best thing of that film. Again, I don't say this lightly. I actually thought it was Saul Bass. Like I actually yeah. went and looked it up, and I said, "God damn, Saul Bass was doing black exploitation stuff." I mean, it's not. No, it's not. But it looks that good. Yeah, it is. It 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 really is. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I'm glad you did point that out. Mm-hmm. I I meant to point that out last, last week, week too. Right, I forgot right. about that because it, it it really when you watch that in Blackula and, and those credits open, I was like. I might be in for something. Right, it right. sets you up. It, 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 then you, and these it, aren't bad. Like I like the opening credits to Scream Black. No, they're not bad. Yeah, it, it's just it's, it's not just, as good as not Black. as good as, yeah, as on Black. Again, nothing in it is as good. It's not. There's nothing in it as good. it doesn't develop Mama Waldy's story any. Like it's almost they barely acknowledge the first scene, the first film. Like they show. Do, do they acknowledge? They I, only acknowledge they show, it that he was dead. Well, they show the one quick flashback where Dracula names him Blackula. Yeah, but that's him. Right, right. That's, but there's no reference to the events. The movie. In yeah, the that's just, that's referencing right. how he became Blackula. Right. Which, you know, again, 
I mean, besides getting the money to pr- produce and finance this thing, why even have Blackula in it? Yeah. Like, why not just, you know, you could have just made, a, a, I mean, you could have made a vampire movie, frankly, mm-hmm. and not had, you know, because, you know, I think you could have made something interesting with somebody who is Beverly Hills vampire. Well, you know, the thing almost writes itself. Richard Lawson's character feels like he was was passed over for what is rightfully his. Right. He goes and right. raises his vampire. The vampire turns him mm-hmm. and then he thinks that he should be in charge of this as well. Yeah. And you get this parallel between but you know, for that somebody would have had to have spent three hours writing the script. Yeah, and that wasn't going to happen. Um, I got nothing else about this. I, mean, I think screenplay. we've covered it. I think I, we I have. I think we've covered it. Like, you know, again, it's a shame. You know, you look at William Marshall's filmography, and until he's the king of cartoons. And Pee Wee Herman. And Pee Wee Herman, he doesn't do a lot of work. Now, here's something interesting that I didn't, I missed last week. He had gotten um, blacklisted a little bit. Oh, when? So that explains some of it. When? In the in, 50s. In the 50s? He got uh, caught oh, up, for communism? He got caught up in the communist scare. Oh, man. So, you know, that's part of it. But, so, we are not recommending Scream Blackula Scream? No. And I know that there are people out there that, that uh, when I put up the flyer that we were going to be do- reviewing this movie, they were very ecstatic. And, yeah. Um, well, it's a great title. Looking forward to it. Um, and God bless you. Go with God. With your love <laughs> of Scream, Blackula Scream. Um, but don't bring me with you and I will stop you from taking anyone else with you. <laughs> it's, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. It was a real missed opportunity. Again, Blackula, different title. Yeah. It's worthy of the remake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's worthy of. It's got to be remake. percolating somewhere. I don't know. I think that title keeps people. No, 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 no. I mean, not the title, but but just the story. The story. You know, it's a reimagining, if you will. I would, you would think so. But yeah, I would have thought so. it would have been done by now. Well, you know, these things take time. No, no, we'll see. Like pie, and I let that slide. So you don't like pie or cake? No, I'm not a big cake person. Not at all. But you like pie. Because you said you didn't like pie. Well, I don't like pie it. either. Here's what. He, okay, I don't like pie. Okay. For the mo- for the most part, there is something that's called, and I don't really consider this like a pie, but like a satin pie, chocolate satin pie. Sure, sure, sure. And I don't think that's as so. A do pie, you like a mud pie or a peanut butter like like one of those? No, no. Like I don't like. So what is it about the satin pie that gives it a pass? Because it's chocolate. It's basically chocolate mousse or right, right, right. Well, it's like on a top of like on top too. of a cookie crust. Yeah, so it's like a mud pie too. Almost. Well, I don't know if I've ever tasted eaten something that was called mud pie. I mean, it's not actual mud, Lynn. No, I know, but I don't think I don't think anyone's ever served me right, right, mud right. pie. Right, right. So right. I can't say that I okay. like or dislike How about pecan. No, I don't like any type of fruit pie. Or vegetable pie, or 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 nut pie. Okay, I was, I was waiting for you to get to actual pecans. <laughs> Nothing. I don't like. How those. about pecan pie? No, I don't like mozzarella cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I chew enough, but no, I don't like them. I, okay. I, but now cake, I'm not a big cake eater. Okay. Like I don't like 
most birthday cakes because it's usually like a yellow cake. Sure, sure. With icing. I don't like it. Okay. And I don't like even yellow cake with chocolate icing. Okay. I like a... Now, is there a reason? Is it just a personal taste thing? Did, did something happen or... No, it, and it's, I shouldn't say... I think like is, a, is t- too strong a word because it's not that I don't find them, you know, they taste okay. Okay. I just don't prefer them and therefore... I you just, just don't like cake. I just do without them. All right, that's but fine. I like a good moist chocolate cake. So like devil's food. Like devil's like food. Like devil's cake. food. Yeah. You you know something? I actually and, and this, this is no bullshit. For two hours at my house once I had a party. And everyone in the house, we argued about what was chocolate cake. So really? on the one side, okay. there was there was the group of us who who had sense and had a, an extensive <laughs> enough vocabulary that chocolate cake was the yellow cake with chocolate icing, and a cake that was actually the cake itself was chocolate mm-hmm. with a chocolate icing or a white icing mm-hmm. was devil's food cake. Okay, two hours. Well. I think I ride on the side of the people with no sense because I don't think that yellow cake with chocolate icing is it should cho- be called chocolate cake. It's chocolate cake. So what's that called? It's a, it's a ch- chocolate iced cake. Yes, it would roll so smoothly off the tongue. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess you call it chocolate. I'm not cake. trying to pull you into a um <laughs> into a jihad that has been going on literally for <laughs> ten years with me and my friends. Because you know what else? The, another front of this battle. What do you think? Cu- well, of course, you probably don't do cupcakes either. I'm not a big cupcake. So there's one side of the argument that cupcakes should be their own distinct cake or pastry. And then there are some people that think that a cupcake is really just a miniature cake. Well, that is all it is. No. Sometimes you have cupcakes and the cupcake has a different consistency and a different thing. I mean, I'm not a baker, so I don't know, but it's a different, like, this is actually a cupcake pastry. Okay, yes. it As I, opposed to a miniature cake. No, I understand that, yet and still, it is still, for the most part, a miniature cake. I'm the, I don't ride on the side of calling it a mini- miniature cake. Right. I think that it should still be considered a cup. Cake so and a cupcake so, should be its own separate thing okay, but if with its had, own identity but if and you had, agency. If you had to pick a cupcake, you would want the cupcake to be made out of the same thing as a cake. It's just a smaller version, as opposed to a cupcake. Well, aren't they pretty much made out of the same thing, dude? They I may be. They I may be different. I, I, I don't bake. I don't know how it works, but there's sometimes you taste a cupcake. Yes. And it's a different consistency. It's a different a, it's, consistency, it's a but, I, denser, I, but something tells it's me it's little, the same ingredients. I mean, yeah, yeah. There may be different different Dude, amounts it's the same of each. ingredients in lasagna and spaghetti, but it's too, I mean, I mean, that's why it's all pasta, right? But they're two different things. Yes, well, lasagna, they're in the same family, but they're two different things. But they are, di- but they are, but that is 
uh, lasagna wholly different look, because right, of the way they're cooked. A little different, right? And, right, right. And, and, it's and not like the cheese and stuff. Right. The, your, a better comparison would be like angel hair and spaghetti and spaghetti. Right. So, anyway, so no cakes. I'm not a big cake eater, except for a double a good moist a good devil's, devil's food. food cake. Now that being said, my friend Charlene, one of my dearest friends, okay. makes a delicious pound cake mm. that is. Just heavenly. My wife I, makes a killer pound cake. You've actually now thrown down a gauntlet. I'm going to have to bring oh, really? you a piece of my wife's pound cake. Please do, because I got some vanilla ice cream waiting for it. My wife makes the best pound cake of anybody I've ever met under the age of 60. That's saying something. Oh, I know what I said, and I know this is being recorded. Wow. The and, and best I, pound and, cake? And I got witnesses. See? Including some of the women I'm talking about who make a better pound cake than her over the age of 60. Mm. So it's only because they're over sixty, and and then I mean they're just better at it. Okay, like they're just but like my great grandmother used to make a pound cake that used to make. It's so funny because like in the South, the pound cake is is almost like like just a default cake. Like you just go into people's houses and it's like half of a pound cake is just something right. you have with tea and stuff. And my great grandmother used to make like a cake you know like a red velvet cake because red velvet cake it's just chocolate no but it gets tricky because it's the way you dye it very true so so red velvet cake is is that's that's one of the cakes or or like you know i don't know about the pineapple upside down cake like those are show-off cakes okay so like we'd go down south once a year and my great-grandmother would make you know a show-off cake okay it would be dessert like she would make me oxtails and you know it'd be some okra like like a like the family has come home cake but oftentimes you would go in her kitchen while she was doing stuff and it'd be like just a piece it'd be like wrapped in foil on back on the back of the stove and it's like you know big mama what was that oh that's just a pound cake i made on tuesday it's like well while we're waiting can i have a piece of that she's like yeah sure i don't care go ahead and it would be like the best thing you've ever had in your entire life and i know like two or three older women mm-hmm that kind of throw together the best pound cake you've ever had in your entire life. Did you call your great grandma Big Mama? I call both of my great grandmothers Big Mama. Big Mama. Big Mama. Now, is that something that you called or is that something they asked to be called? That was the title that was told to me when I was old enough to talk. See, that's interesting. I always wonder about that, how... Right, right. And I told you my father called, on my father's side, he called his grandmother, Madir. Like when we talked about Madir, Madir, that's how, remember we talked okay. about Madir and where right, Madir right, right. comes from. So my, my father called my great, great, no, that's not true. My father called his mother Madir. Oh, really? And he called his grandmother, Big Mama. Interesting. So then I also called her Big Mama. And then on my mother's side, my, I, I never actually met my, my grand, my maternal grandmother. She mm-hmm. died when my mom was six. Okay. So all I ever knew was my mother's grandmother. Okay. And she called her big mama too. So I had two big mamas. Oh, I called my grandma. I never knew my great grandmother. Mm-hmm. I called my grandmother, my mother's mother. I called her grandma and that's what everybody called her grandma. And my dad's mother, we called her mother. Everybody called her mother. Okay. Now it's interesting. Uh, Tawana, my girlfriend, she's a, a grandmother now. Okay. And but she asked to be, you know, I guess when you're a certain age, you don't want to be called like grand. Right. I mean, it's it's changed so much. Yeah. Because so she's right. Her grandson calls her TT. Sure. Sure. 
because it seems like such an honorific. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you know, you look at those old pictures, and I like, like, I always kind of do the math. I look at these old pictures, and like, you know, you know, my parents were like, like, when they were my age, mm-hmm. you know, they had like college graduate age children. Right. You know, I, I was just outside in the dirt with a two-year-old earlier today, almost two-year-old. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just different now. But yeah, yeah. So, so, so you like a good pound cake, huh, Mr. Webb? I like a very good pound cake only because I can eat it with vanilla ice cream. Sure, sure. Well, challenge accepted. But as a but as a, as a whole, I truly love um, uh, cheesecake. I'm a cheesecake man. Okay, okay. With, and, with, and you don't fold cheesecake under cake. No. Okay. Right. Hell no. No, I agree with you. But you have people. Do you know people that do that? I do. Who are these strange people that I you mean, hang out with? You know, just, no, this is a different. You know, this isn't necessarily yeah. the same group. Yeah, yeah you don't. Hang, yeah, I would not hang out with anyone. Like anybody who calls cheesecake a cake, cake, you can't really trust them. No, right, right, right. Get out of my face. You ready to start the show? 